Hello and welcome, Natalie, to this week's podcast. Now, firstly, can you tell us about your business and also who does your business help and serve? Okay, well, thank you for having me, first of all, Rosemary. I really appreciate it. Okay, so what I do is I'm a book coach. I've been a ghostwriter and a copywriter for over five years. So I've been writing for other people. And then last year, because I've written seven business books already, I've distilled it down to a very specific structure that I know that works. So my idea last year was, why don't I teach people to write their own books? I can help more people, exponentially more people, by teaching them to write their own books than writing books for people. Um, Just to give you an example, I've already exceeded the number of people I helped just in in 2021 than I did the whole of 2020. So I've got five students right now who are writing books that are going to be published authors by the end of March. In the whole of last year, I couldn't have written five books in one year. It just wasn't not enough hours in the day, really, to be honest, to be able to do that. So yes, that, that was the idea behind my business, which was to be able to help exponentially more people by showing them how to write a business book instead of writing it for them um, and I mainly help coaches consultants and speakers so people who are already doing amazing things in the world they're creating transformations for people but they want to take their business to the next level and I found the easiest way to do that is to be seen as an authority as an expert in your field and a shortcut to doing that is by becoming a published author so yeah, that's what I it do. makes sense because when people you have authority, people have confidence in you, and when people have confidence in you, it's obviously always easier to do business. Now, at the very beginning of the book, and it, it's a great book, I uh, read it, etc. So, firstly, you say the book isn't about business. Can you explain that? Because you've just told me that you work for coaches, speakers, and consultants. So explain exactly. your thinking there. Well, my thinking behind this is the the seven business books I've written. So the one you've read is my eighth book. It's the first one as an author. So quite nerve wracking, you know, going from being a ghostwriter who hands off work to somebody else to now having a piece of work with my name and face on it. It's quite nerve wracking for me. Uh, But the seven business books I've written in the past have all enabled my clients, my seven clients now have incredible businesses. Most are at the seven figure earning level. But I mean, it's not really so much about the money. It's more about the satisfaction that they get, that they're able to help a lot more people. And also they they have freedom within the business. That's where the idea of the Freedom Master Plan, the, the name of my book comes from. Because for a lot of people, I think I speak, I don't think I speak just for myself. I think I speak for the majority of people on the planet we're not really all about making as much money as possible because we can all make more money. You just need to work harder and longer. But who wants to live a life where you're working 70, 80, 90 hours a week and making a ton of money, but you don't have the time to spend it and enjoy it and spend it with your loved ones and doing hobbies that you want to do. So it's not really about making- Very much so. Yeah. Because when we do what we're also what inspires us, we are better at it we were more rewarded and then obviously we do a better job for our clients so it's a win-win absolutely absolutely so it's not really about making as much money as possible if you ask most coaches consultants entrepreneurs in general if you say you know what, what would you like more in your business very rarely do they actually say more money 
what they really want is they want freedom within their business so a lot of them are stuck between a, a feast and famine cycle you know so they have a lot of money because they get a couple of great clients but then the clients leave and then they go into a famine stage so then they're going to the lead generation stage and it's just a cycle that the you know it's like a hamster wheel that they're constantly on and when you become an authority you can break that cycle because it, it's true attraction marketing people now come to you instead of you chasing them to become your clients then the reason why i say the book isn't the business is i think some people have this belief that they can write a great book and then that in itself will be done you know that the money they'll make from the book is what's going to give them the freedom in their life that they're looking for and i have to you know break it to them <laughs> gently i try and break it to them gently that the average business book will probably sell around about 3000 copies throughout its lifetime now if you if you're self publishing you'll be able to keep more of the profits but there's still you would have paid up front for things like an editor a graphic designer an interior designer you would have paid several thousand up front for that if you go down the traditional publishing route average royalty rates are just between 6 to 10%. So you're not going we're talking about at the most you'll make a few thousand pounds or dollars when it comes to profits of the book. That's if your book sells well. And it's something the reason why I say the book isn't the business is my clients did never thought of their book as the the money generating tool. They saw their book as a lead generating tool. So they all they wanted to do with their book was just to break even as long as they didn't lose any money on the book they were happy. They didn't see the book itself as what's going to give them the earnings that they want, give them the freedom that they want in their business. Their book they saw it as an incredible marketing tool that's going to get them the clients that they want, going to get them the recognition that they want, get them speaking gigs, just take them to that their business to that next level so they're seen as an authority. A few of my clients are now seen as thought leaders in their field. So I can I'm sure you can imagine that the freedom they experience in their business and the earnings that they now get is much higher than what they had previously. Um but yes, that's where the idea comes from. I it's I want people to understand that when you're writing a business book what you're not doing is trying to make money off the book itself because yeah. you're going to be sorely disappointed unless you're a Tony Robbins type who can sell millions of books just from his name. I mean maybe you could get there one day maybe if you write several books and you leverage them then you could reach you know that kind of level and that's when yes I mean does Tony Robbins make money off his books absolutely he does because he's Tony Robbins for those people they've already got authority and they're going even further to the next level by becoming an author what i'm talking about is people who are your average coach consultant speaker but they want to move to the next bracket and yeah. for those people you need to be more pragmatic the book isn't the business the book is an incredible marketing tool that you can leverage to take your business to the next level that makes a lot of sense and as well as that it means you can align yourself to more people who will actually be interested in you and what you do what i mean there Absolutely. you write write Absolutely. a book like in your case coaches and consultants who will pick it up it is coaches and consultants who do you work for coaches and consultants so that naturally 
is going to help your business thrive. Now, especially, we all know COVID's been here and that has given many businesses a lot of challenges on how they're monetizing, how they're going to use content creation like writing a book but we know more people have been producing content during COVID. Absolutely. So when people read your book what are the best takeaways that someone reads your book and then they can say yes I'm going to go and do that. So what are the best core things after reading the book that you can actually go and do straight away? The main core thing is the book is about how to leverage a book. So how to write it. So it's, you write a book and this, I've met so many authors now, Rosemary, who have written a book, you know, they've written a business book and it builds their authority, but then no one told them what to do with the book. And the problem is it's, it's a bit like spending several thousand pounds on the fanciest website. If you then don't have a strategy of how you're going to get traffic to the website, if you don't have that, then you've just wasted a ton of money and a ton of time, you know, creating this beautiful website that no one's going to see. So it's the same thing with a book. You know, you could write the best book on the planet that could, you know, solidify your status, you know, as the utmost authority in whatever field you're in. But if you then don't have a strategy of how are you going to get your book out there? knowing what I've just already told you, that the book itself is not the business. So how are you going to do that? And that's what my book solves. What I've done is last summer, I called up all of my previous book clients and I got them onto a Zoom, very much like, you know, like what we're doing today. And we, you know, I just said, tell me everything you did. Don't don't leave any stone unturned. Tell me what you did to leverage the book that I wrote for you to take you to where you are now because I, what I did was I wrote the book and I gave it to them it was it was their initiative I mean the thing is I, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit biased here because I wrote those books but I think I did a really good job I think I wrote some fantastic books for my clients they were very happy with them but that in itself does not make an authority that in itself does not make a thought leader you have to then go and leverage your book so I want to know because all seven of them have done fantastically well I wanted to know, well, how did you guys do it? I wrote a book. Okay, great. But then I handed it over to you. What did you guys do with the book to take your business to the level that it's now at? A couple of them are now seen regularly on TV. So I want to know what they did. And I recorded every single tip, every single tactic, strategy. I recorded everything last summer. And that is what builds that is what goes into the freedom master plan so what you have inside the freedom master plan is pretty much a roadmap to how to leverage a business book you don't have to use every single tactic in there there's 30 plus you'll probably your brain will probably explode if you had to do all of them but what it does is it just gives you so many ideas that you can pick and choose which strategies you think will fit your business so the people who already have a book, they can just pretty much read the Freedom Master Plan and run with it. They can just start implementing the strategies. And the people who haven't written a book, I hope the Freedom Master Plan inspires them to write it. Because I know I, I meet people nearly every single day who tell me, I'd I've always thought about writing a business book. But no one's explained to them what would they do with it, you know? No one's explained to them how does, this, how does a book fit in 
to their existing marketing plan? How does it fit into all the promotion strategies they already do in their business? Because writing a book is, I've, I mean, in my program, I really do believe I've made it as easy as possible, but I do, I'm not a believer in, you know, blowing smoke up people's bums, <laughs> pardon the phrase, but it's not something I do. No. I'm a very honest person. And the way I see it is I, I'd rather be honest and say, I've created the easiest program I, I, I've ever seen. But writing a book in itself is not easy. My program will make it as easy as possible, but it's still not easy. It's an endeavor. Writing a book and becoming a published author is gonna be one of those moments in your life that you're going to remember that, that I, you know, just thinking I'm actually now a published author is a big deal for a lot of people. Oh, so yeah. it's and an endeavor. Yeah, another thing in your book, which I found, because at the end of the day, especially if it's a business book, people want to learn from they want to be able to apply it to their business to help them succeed more now one thing i'll have to compliment you on is the formatting of the book the scenting uh, sentence and um, it's you know easy to read and it's not too big chunks that you get the concept of one thing and if you want to as you recommend sit down take notes which you can because the way way it is formatted and that is very very important like it is proven that if you write too long sentences and all this kind of stuff it loses the meaning absolutely i think i always have to get across i always get across to to my students that you know don't write a business book in the same way that you would think about writing a novel. You have to remember the, the reader is in a completely different state of mind. When you read fiction, you curl up, you savor yeah. each word, you slow down because you're reading for pleasure now. You're yeah. reading because you want to, whatever the story is about, you want to conjure up that image in your mind you build you it's a, it's almost an element of world building you build the world in your brain you build the characters you go into the characters and you want to feel the emotions that the characters are feeling it's a very very different mindset to someone who's reading a non-fiction business book when someone's reading a non-fiction business book they're reading much faster they're skimming a lot of the times what they're wanting is fast light bulb moments you know they, they want to be like ah that's amazing i can do that yes that's conscious exactly that learning process and i consciously pick the time of the day because i learn and um, most in the morning because i i seem to be brighter whatever so i consciously <laughs> said i am going to enjoy your book in the morning when i will be learning the best and also could inspire me for the rest of my work day um, Absolutely, it's a different mindset. It's a very different mindset, and that is that is why I, you've already spotted it in my book and also in my students' books. We, I, I drill into them that you know, do not waffle. First of all, you know, there's sometimes there's this idea that you know if you can write 300 pages in a business book that somehow that is better than a book with just 150 pages rarely is that so if you look at a lot of the amazon reviews of business books that are more than 200 pages a lot of them will say yeah this could have been done in less than 200 pages they kind of waffled on which wasted my time people don't appreciate it, it, it they appreciate a long novel 
helpful because that you know the writer is going a long way into that world building help, helping them build that world in their brain that's not what's happening in a business book you want to give people light bulb moments and they want it fast they don't want waffle so i would say the average business book you're looking at around about 30 to at top end around 60,000 words is more than enough So you know there's definitely not a lot of waffle. The other thing I would always say to anybody who's looking to write a business book is there's a fantastic website called readability. It's read-ability.com. You can put in sections of your the text that you've written and it will give you the average reading age. Now you'll be surprised to know that for a business book the average reading age recommended is between 12 to 14 years old. Yeah, oh, it should I not be more than twelve to fourteen years old. Another now that, um, sorry, go on. Like is co-schedule headline analyzer because yes, fully that will give you marks <laughs> grade you like because when we read a headline, if it reacts to us emotionally, we're more inclined to read the rest of the copy. So Absolutely. there is brilliant tools and obviously you know them all um to actually help and help people read understand because if they understand they're much more likely to want to do business with you and that is why Absolutely. Like It goes back to what I said that because I do have some people say yeah but my you know the people who read my book are not going to be aged 12 to 14 so why do I need to make the reading age 12 to 14 and i always go back to but think about the mindset of someone who's reading a business book they're reading a lot faster than they would do uh, any kind of fiction which means they're skipping um, and it means that for your your message to sink in you need to bring the reading age level sorry the reading level age down to 12 to 14 because people are skim reading and they're reading it very fast and if you put the reading age you know up to about 18 the person who's reading a book may be in their 30s 40s 50s and beyond but they're not reading it the way they would read a novel they're not savoring every single word they're skipping through which is why you need to make sure the reading age is down to 12 to 14. And my book is my book went through readability yeah. and I made sure every section of it can be completely understood by a 12 to 14 year old. Yeah, I would agree after reading it myself and um, that it is very easy to process and and read and read quite a lot. So you have a busy business person who says look i want to actually read this book in one go if they want to do that because exactly. the understanding is very good in it you will actually be able to do that where with some books or people write they feel they have to use big words and um, even for people in your industry and sector you can actually lose the understanding and if you lose the understanding you're losing an opportunity for a sale if for example you wanted to give someone your book to help encourage them to hire you as a coach if your book is hard to understand obviously that next stage of the process is a not not less likely to happen exactly exactly and um, now as well as that we all say someone who's listening to this decides they want to write a book and the hardest bit for so many people is getting started 
And there can be so many hurdles for people to get started. Number one, it can be confidence. Number two, it can be procrastination. And number three, it can be tools because someone's going to write a business book. They're going to be busy and they're going to have other commitments and everything. So firstly, how can people overcome the confidence? And um, that first word I can imagine for so many people is the hardest word. And then tools are the right mindset, as you said, a roadmap to make it an easy project that one can do within a time zone, etc. Yes. Okay, well, first of all, regarding confidence, the only thing I can say, Rosemary, is, well, and this is what's worked for me in my life, there is no trick to confidence. The, confidence, the only way you can get confident in doing something is actually just doing it. It sounds so simplistic. It really does sound so simplistic, but it, it's the absolute truth. I've got a real fear of heights. So today I've done, to date in my life, I've done three bungee jumps. I've done one parachute jump. I've done numerous sort of uh, abseils down buildings and stuff. It's the only way that I wish I could take a pill and just get over my fear of heights, but that's not how it's going to work. I just have to get up on high things and do it. So it's the same thing with anything, that there is no magic pill. The only way you get confident in doing something is just doing it. I hated doing what I'm doing now with you. If you spoke to me in September last year, I probably would have needed a couple of drinks before I I spoke to you, even at this time in the morning. I was terrified. You have to remember, I come from a copywriting and ghostwriting background. I come from a background where we write things and give them to other people. We don't take center stage. We give it to other people to do. So September of last year, even just doing this, would have you know I probably wouldn't have slept very well the night before maybe would have needed a couple of drinks to calm my nerves but all I've had this morning is a cup of tea and I've slept fine last night because I've been doing it I've been doing lives on Facebook I've been doing podcasts I've been doing interviews I've been doing all kinds of things to promote my book and because I've been doing it now it's like oh oh hello I'm speaking to Rosemary in the morning wonderful I make myself a cup of tea and I just get on zoom with her and I'm absolutely fine I'm calm because I'm doing it. And the only way I now have this confidence is because I just did it. So unfortunately, I wish I could give some sort of magic, you know, this is how you get confidence, but there really isn't a magic pill. You just have to do it. So I would say anybody who's feeling imposter syndrome, anybody who's feeling, oh, you know, I shouldn't write a book yet. That's negative talk that you're giving yourself. No one chooses no one else will tell you when to be an authority only you can decide i'm going to be an authority i always use the example of um tv doctors i see a lot of them at the moment because obviously with the pandemic yeah. they're all over tv so you you turn them on and there's always some tv doctor so you've got you know you've got dr chris is on this morning then you've got dr raj i think and then there's a few of them that are on um good morning you know with piers morgan and you have these and i always wonder with these doctors are they actually are they from a qualifications point of view or an experience point of view are they any better a doctor than my local doctor that I go and see? 
Probably not. They probably have very similar experiences and qualifications. Maybe, but these doctors, I know it's an awful cheeky thing to say because they're spending so much time on TV. They might be reading as many medical books. Um, you, know, you know what? You're absolutely... I'm, I'm so glad you said that, Rosemary. I'm so glad you said that. I've actually wondered that. I've wondered that with authorities. You know, you see people who are authorities in whatever field. I'm thinking you're spending so much time on TV and you're probably learning how to use the press and you've got, you know, you, you get press training and that kind of thing. That probably means the average, whatever they are, say, um, let me just pick an example. Say you have an authority life coach and they've written books and they're on TV. They're the sort of person, whenever there's an issue happening with to do with mental, um, you know, um, difficulties that people might be having, they're the person that they're bought in on radio shows and TV shows to give their opinion. And I'm thinking you're spending so much time in the press chances are an average life coach probably knows more than you because they're in the field working with their clients so i've always i've always wondered that with authorities and yet the authority is being paid far more exponentially more not just in their appearances that they do in the press but in how much they can command in their fees because they're an authority they can yeah. charge a lot more for what they do yeah because of the authority that they have but yeah. these people have I, I, this is funny you know it, it honestly it's it amazes me that you know a lot of people think that they need to reach something so they they build these barriers in their mind so they'll say things like well i need to get this master qualification then i'm good enough to write a book i need to have been doing this for at least 10 years then i can write a book who said that who said that you it had to have this lot of people have but what i've noticed it, like working in the online world you see people who learn lots and they're consistently learning and then quite often they will get to a certain level of their career and they're running business and they stop doing the learning bit and then you yes. notice actually their skill set has got so much lower now someone who isn't in the business wouldn't nestle cop because I remember somebody sending me something about someone who was a so-called authority and what they were telling the person is completely inaccurate and not up to date. But they had a percent perception and then they were asking for help because I think they actually had a bit of doubts. Was this person right or wrong themselves? Um, so exactly. there can be that cycle. So it's it's a huge discipline for a coach, a speaker, a consultant to say, and I do it every week. I am going to spend so much time learning to make sure my skills are kept up to date so I can look after clients. And you're obviously doing exactly the same because obviously I've, to write that book, you had to put the process together. You had to Absolutely. You I would just say on on the on the on the con on what you said about confidence. I would just say stop beating yourself up. Stop looking yeah. at these people in the spotlight and assuming because that's what you're doing. You're assuming that they're better than you somehow. Just because they earn exponentially more than you does not actually make them more skilled than you. You know the way I say to to anybody who wants to write a book with me. I don't take on newbies. So if you're completely new to whatever coaching or consultancy or whatever field you're in, I would say you're not ready to write a book. 
then I would say you're definitely not ready to write a book. Now I would say you're actually probably a little bit too confident. If you're completely new to an industry and you think you can write a book, that's overconfidence. But if you've been running a successful business, and I say the litmus test is, do you have long-term clients? People, it's easy, relatively easy to get money off somebody once. It's easy yeah. to, to dupe a lot. You just need to, and there's, unfortunately, there's lots of people around the world who do this. All you need to do is just feed somebody what they need to hear, understand them. And you'll know this as a writer as well, Rosemary. It's all about understanding that person's pain points. And as long as you can promise that you can alleviate those pain points, most people will buy something off you, one, one off. But to get someone to carry on paying you long-term, you have to be doing something right. You have to be creating some sort of transformation in them that really benefits their life, which is why they carry on paying you. If you are doing that for people at the moment in your business, whatever field of coaching or consulting that you do, then you are good enough to write a book. And if you're lacking in confidence, that's not an external thing. It's an internal thing. It's you're telling yourself you're not good enough. Nobody else is telling you you're not good enough. And I'm here to tell you, you are good enough. Because if you have people paying you again and again to help you and you're creating transformations for them, you're good enough to write a book and be an authority on the subject. Yeah. The only thing that's stopping you is you. If you're providing that service that people want to repeat and come back to you on an ongoing basis, you have actually proved you're good enough. That is so, I agree with you there. Now, as in, so that's one side, but the other side is obviously you need to, so to put a structure together and to write the book. So have you any tools that you'd recommend to make you more productive, save time? So what would you recommend then? Absolutely. Well, I will actually, I'll go through very quickly, sort of like the five-step structure. Now, I don't have, I mean, I could be here for hours if I go through the full structure, but I would just give, you know, I'd love to give your, your listeners just, you know, the structure that they can go into. So the first thing is a lot of people say, you know, I do have a book in my head, but I just, I just don't know how to get it out of my head into some sort of structure or on, you know, into a page. So the first thing I would say is, Go and research some existing books in your topic. There will be, unless you're in some sort of cutting edge topic that no one's ever heard of, which I doubt, then there's already gonna be books out there. So pick, I would say three to five bestsellers in your topic or market. Read the reviews of those books. That's, so go to Amazon or go to goodreads.com. Read the reviews because the reviews are gold, especially the three-star reviews. Because the three-star reviews are usually more detailed. They will tell you what was good about it because they gave them three stars, but they'll also tell you what was wrong with it or what was missing for them to knock off two stars. That will start to solidify the the positioning, the direction your book is going to go in. Because you're really understanding from these bestsellers what they're doing really well, which you need to include, but they're also doing what they tell you the reviews are going to tell you what's missing. Uh, and what's wrong with these books and you can you can address that so you can your book could be better than these bestsellers so that would really help you that's tip number one tip number two is use a mind mapping software to almost brainstorm out everything 
I think one of the biggest issues people have is, you know, when you're trying to, you know, get your plan, your book in a list format, you're doing something that's alien to your brain. Your brain doesn't think and then, and then, and then like a list. It just doesn't think like that. It sparks off. If you've ever seen sort of, you know, um, artist depictions of brain synapses, it, they kind of spark off in all different directions. You'll think of one thing and suddenly that will make you think of something that happened 20 years ago. Then that will think make you think of something that happened yesterday. Then that will make you think of a daydream that you're having about the future. And you just kind of go all over the place. That's how your brain thinks. When you're then trying to get all of these ideas and put them into a list format, it's very difficult. So instead, help your brain and use a mind mapping software. Uh, there's a brilliant free one called mind42.com. So it's mind and then number 42.com, where you can create the most intricate mind maps. So literally, you can just let your brain go wild and you can just put in whatever ideas come from one idea, spark it into the next idea. And using that, you can now start to almost get like a 30,000 foot view of what your book is going to be like. You can brainstorm out every single thing you can even move ideas around because you might brainstorm it out in one end of the mind map but then you go oh this will be better over on this chapter you can literally rearrange everything until you're happy until you've got the structure of the book so that's tip number two tip number three is uh, always get a book template just google book templates they'll cost you about 100 to 50 to 100 pounds maximum 100 pounds won't be more than that but what that will do is it will literally have every single thing that needs to be in your book so it's at a professional standard so there's really little things for example the copyright page should always be on the left hand side or if you you should always leave two pages blank at the end of the book if your total number of pages is odd numbers but if your total number of pages is even numbers you should leave one blank page in the book no one by the way I, my mind boggles why we have these stupid rules I but, know, but it's just how it is <laughs> it's, it's just how it is you have to remember the big you know the big five publishers you've got penguin macmillan simon and schuster these people have been creating books for centuries and they have a standard that they've adhered to for centuries and if your book doesn't fit those standards then quite knowledgeable people will know that and instantly go oh amateur and that's what you don't want you want your book to build your authority so you need it to be at the same level as what comes off the press from Macmillan and HarperCollins and people like that so the easiest way the easy fix is rather than having to learn where things need to be in a book is just for 50 to 100 pounds go and get a template yeah and then it's simple it's there it tells you where everything needs to be and you just go in and put your book so yeah. that's the third one the the final one i would say this is the most important one i would say is um don't write your book dictate it so what i would do and this is something that all my students do and that's something i did with my book is i didn't actually write it it sounds really strange because i'm a writer telling people not to write but when you're writing first of all you the average person types around 40 words per minute but you'll speak 200 to 250 words per minute which means you'll finish your book five to six times faster than typing so there's that but the second bigger issue is when you when you type or you use those voice to text, um, you know, um, software, you can see the words forming on the page. And when you see the words forming on your page, it takes a Herculean willpower to not go back and edit. 
you know you just go oh this word will sound better oh this is what i meant and you just keep going back again and again and i've seen more people give up on writing their books because they've overwhelmed themselves because they're writing and editing at the same time instead if you dictate and especially like i said don't use those softwares where you speak but you can see the words forming so you know you get those software don't use those i'm talking about proper transcription services so the one i recommend is otter.ai so it's otter the furry animal.ai i'm sure you've heard yeah. of them absolutely brilliant you download an app on your phone and you just talk away on your phone and it's transcribed with it it usually takes a few hours it comes back to you it's been transcribed by artificial intelligence and what that means is you physically can't see the words you can't edit yourself you, yeah. you can't i mean if i asked you now rosemary tell me word for word the last sentence you said to me would you be able to tell me no probably not exactly technology has improved so much because you wouldn't have this problem but i've an irish accent and i use one form of technology several years ago and irish people have a huge problem with the word there we don't pronounce our t's the technology <laughs> couldn't handle it and it was a very you would be amazed i would say otter is really really good what I, what i tend to find with otter is the more you use it the more it gets used to how you say things so the very first time yeah. i spoke first of all i speak quite fast i'm from newcastle so the, you know the yeah. more northern you get in england we just speak faster and faster so there was the issue of speed um and also i didn't realize that when i say and it comes across as on so every time i was saying the word and which is a lot of times you say and a lot um it was coming up as on but now i've noticed when i uh, when i speak into otter it understands oh she means and so i, I would it. say yeah. keep using it uh, the brilliant thing is normally with otter i think they give you i think they give you a free t- trial of 600 minutes or something so you get you know you get several hours for free for you to just try it see how it works and get it to start getting used to your accent to the way you say things and the more you use it it the better it gets but honestly just just for the fact that you don't cripple yourself with editing at the same time as writing it's a it's a godsend it really is it's how i did my book i managed to get my book done the bulk of it done within about 5 weeks yeah which i doubt i would have done if i was typing there's no way i would have done that it would have taken oh, no. me several like, months when i say that typing. about that the same same software now has no problem with <laughs> my accent or anything and you would have had to train but you would have had to spend a lot more time training software in the past So yes. that was my point there but now actually it's after you know it's amazing anything else you would recommend The only other thing I would say is do not I've given you lots of inexpensive tools there you know to help somebody the one place I would say is where you shouldn't scrimp and save is an editor There's a lot of people who think, "Oh, you know, I'm very good with words. I can edit my own book." I always say editing your own book is like it's like being impartial about your own children. You can't, you know, yeah. you're the one who's written it. You can't be impartial with it. You need a fresh pair of eyes to look at it. You know, so I would say get the best editor that you can afford because a good editor is the one who is going to tighten up your writing. 
they're the one who's going to get your your book to the you know the big five publisher standards which yeah. is what you're aiming for you know that is remember i always say to all my students you're not writing a book for your health you know you're not writing this for fun there are loads of people out there who can help you write a book for fun if you just want to write a memoir or autobiography or fiction but that's not why you're in my program you're in my program because you want to be seen as an authority you don't want to just be you know a, a typical life coach or a typical fitness consultant or a typical strategy consultant or whatever field you're in you want to be seen as the strategy consultant the life coach you know you want that authority and maybe even in the future be seen as a thought leader in your field you're not going to get that kind of respect and recognition if your book doesn't look like it's come off the press at Macmillan Simon and Schuster or somewhere like that so where you can absolutely write plan and write a book on a shoestring budget which is all the tips that I've given you today save your money for the editor that's where you shouldn't be scrimping and saving so don't for god's sakes don't go to someone like fiverr and pay someone a hundred dollars to edit your book you know that is when you need to be thinking this is an investment and i really need to get the best that i can afford to get my book to that professional standard yeah and also the cover and everything to look professional as well absolutely clear message absolutely and we always say we have that saying don't we don't judge a book by its cover and yet we all do we all do <laughs> so pictures, yeah that is what you know same principle very very much so no that was really really helpful and thank you very very much for your time and not a problem thank you people want to buy the book <laughs> where do people go and buy your book and tell, tell me about that well my book will be available on march the 12th so friday march the 12th that's when it's going to be released both on kindle and paperback uh oh actually that's an extra tip i should just leave your listeners always publish on both don't because there's a lot of people say just publish on kindle you have to remember a lot of people still see kindle only format is not a proper book when they see a paperback version available they may still buy the kindle version because it's cheaper and more convenient but just having the paperback version there is what makes them think it's a proper book and that and in turn you become a proper author and that's what you're leveraging here the fact that you are a a a a, 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 pro, a proper professional published author and you have to remember there's a lot of kindle authors now knocking about who you know I'm the author of 500 books and they're all like 30 pages long and you're going yeah okay that's not a proper book that's just really just a report that you put together and you stuck on Kindle so people are wary of that and you don't want to be lumped into that brigade you want to yeah. be seen as you're an authority so yeah my book will be available on Kindle and paperback on the 12th of March so if people want to get advance notice of that they can just go to my website which is the freedommasterplan.com and what they can do is um they can also download a guide there so um they can download the five steps to writing and publishing your business book so pretty much all the tips that i went through but in a lot more detail with a ton more tips it'll specifically go through exactly how you plan how you write edit publish and promote your business books it's a really really good guide pretty much goes through my full structure which I don't have time to go through with you today because it will take me hours to go through but that that will really stand them in good stead you know for being able to get their own book out there so I would urge you know your listeners to go and get that if they're interested in writing a book 
go and get that guide. Yeah, and what I'll do is I'll write a blog post and I'll include your website on the blog post as well to make it easier for people as well. Um, no, no, that that's great. And best of luck on the 12th with your launch. It's very exciting. It is. It's I'm excited and nervous. Yeah, <laughs> it's, there's been a lot of planning and structure and everything to get that all right. So oh wow, it's I tell you what I tell you what Rosemary, it's um it's been really interesting. It's but it's good. I'm glad I'm going through this because it means I'm gonna completely understand what my students go through because yeah. as a ghostwriter you don't see the other side uh, there's a very good friend of mine based in london who is a backup singer she's been doing it for many years fabulous voice you know she makes a good living from it and i've always asked her why have you never wanted to be a lead singer you're good enough and, and she looks the part as well i know yeah. looks shouldn't matter but let's face it in the recording yeah. industry it does so she's beautiful looking gorgeous voice why have you never wanted to be a lead singer and she always used to say Mitali, there's less than two meters between me and where the lead singer sings, uh, stands and sings. But it's a chasm emotionally. All eyes are on the lead singer. Uh, for, for me, no one even looks at me unless I sing a duff note. That's when all eyes are on me because they're going, what, what was that? But apart from that, no one even looks at me um, because I'm harmonizing with the lead singer. And I like it that way. I'm making a very good living doing what I love, I love singing, but I don't have those eyes looking at me, judging me all the time. And I never used to understand that. I used to go, you're crazy. You, you should be a lead singer. Now I understand the nerves, going from a ghostwriter who handed work off and somebody else did something with it, to now being the person who's going to have something with my name and my picture on it. It's nerve wracking, it really is. It's kind of putting your head above the parapet and almost inviting criticism. But I'm glad I'm going through it because it's something that I'll be able to help my students go through because they're yeah. going to go through the same thing. They're going all going to go through the same thing. They're going to have bouts of, you know, imposter syndrome and feeling like they're not good enough. And I'm going through the same thing. I wake up some mornings going, what on earth am I doing, Rosemary? Why am I doing this? I was making such a great living as a ghostwriter. Why did I just carry on doing that? Why have I done this new thing? Um, but you have to just keep going. What I said before, the only way to get good at something and the only way to have confidence is to just do it. Don't yeah. let it hold you back, just do it. Yeah, practice and do. And obviously by us doing, we obviously can help our clients so much better. And it's also so much more enjoyable because you have more empathy because you've actually done, done it. So that also exactly the client relationships. So I think so. I think it was important for me to go through this because you know I need to know how can I really help my you know my clients, my students when they you know they come to me and they start like I didn't sleep last night. I'm worried about this book. How can I really help them and how can they trust me if they know I've never been through it? Whereas now I'll be able to say I know exactly what that feels like. You know when you wake up at three in the morning and you feel like you've jumped off a building because your stomach's at the bottom of you. Yeah, I know what that feels like because that happens to me. You know, so empathy is so important. People need to understand that you've been there and you've come through the other side, and that gives them the strength to do it as well. Yeah, and as you said, the book builds trust, and that equally is very very important to build a business. Um, so no, that is absolutely great. 
Um, thank you very, very much for your time. And as I said, again, best of luck on the 12th. And I look forward to following on all the progress and success of your new book and Freedom Masterplan. Thank you so much, Rosemary. I really appreciate you having me. Yeah, no problem. And take care. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. 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 Many thanks for listening to this podcast. To learn more about me, visit digitalcontentmanager.ie, our work for businesses who provide services, health, wellness and professions, designing WordPress sites, training on Zoom, workshops and digital content. Why not book a complimentary call on Zoom where we can have a chat, learn about each other and find out how I can help you and your business. So take care and best of luck for your business. This is Rosemary O'Shaughnessy from digitalcontentmanager.ie. Bye.